how you doing and welcome to NLP Talks with Laura Evans, a podcast for people looking to unleash their potential in business and life. I'm Laura Evans, international trainer of NLP and host for this podcast. Join me in series two for a magical insight into the training room, learn about NLP and hear firsthand from our students about how NLP is changing their lives. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. It's Laura Evans here and welcome to NLP Talks with Laura Evans. I'm the founder and lead trainer here at Unusual Potential and of course your host for this podcast series. Today we're going to be looking at something called mapping across, enabling us to change the way we think or feel. I'll be talking about how you can take something that you currently don't like and make it so you can like it and vice versa. I've used it in business and coaching. I'm sure you're going to find it fascinating. So let's get started. Now you heard in episode two and partly in episode three about something called submodalities. Now, if you haven't heard me use that term before, please do go and check out episode two um, of this series of the podcast to find out more about it. Because the mapping across process is another submodality technique that allows us to help someone to change an internal representation, changing the meaning and and therefore changing the results and outcome which they have. Now, it's often also called the like to dislike technique, depending on who you hear talking about it and in what context they're talking about it. On our NLP practitioner course, we call it the like to dislike technique, and we actually have a huge amount of fun with it on the course. What I do is I get the students to decide on a food or drink that they currently like, which they wish they didn't. And over the years, I have helped people get rid of their love of all sorts of food and drinks. Um, I remember doing the bread with someone. Now, you have to be careful, right, with ecology on some of these things. And I did make him very clear. And I said to him, there's an awful lot of things you're now not going to be able to eat if we get rid of bread for you. Um, He's like, no, 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 do it, do it. Bread's not good for me. I want to get rid of bread. And then I got a text message about two weeks later. Laura, I'm at a business lunch and all there are are sandwiches. Looks like I'm going to starve. Well, I did tell you. So yeah, I've had people get rid of sweets, wine, crisps, biscuits. I mean, you name it, we've probably had it. And it's a fun way of helping students to understand the power of change in their mind. It is actually, in fact, the first piece of personal change that people do on the practitioner course we run on day two of the course. Now, you can use this mapping across process in all sorts of different contexts. And a lot of our practitioners leave the course thinking that it's only good for food and drink. And I'm very clear to point out to them that that's not the case. With the mapping across process, what you do is you take the internal representation of the thing that they like and the internal representation of the thing that they don't like and you map the coding from one onto the other. Now, with a food or drink, for ecology reasons, we would only ever take a food or drink from something somebody liked so that they didn't like it. I would never, ever, ever do it the other way because there could be a really good reason like allergens and allergies, which is why someone doesn't like a food. So I'd never, ever, ever do it the other way and take a food they don't like and make them like it. That's a big no-no. But the other way we can absolutely do that. 
Now, uh, in a food or drink, we'll come back to the other context in a moment, but in the food or drink, let me talk about my experience. Now, when I was on my NLP practitioner course, I loved chocolate. And so what I did was use this process to make it so I didn't like chocolate. And so what we did was we took the internal representation for chocolate for me and we pulled out all of the coding, all of the visual, auditory and kinesthetic coding for that internal representation. We then took something that I found really, really revolting and that was dog poo. (laughs) And what we did was we pulled out all the coding for that as well, all the visual, auditory and kinesthetic. And we mapped the coding of the dog poo onto the chocolate, not physically, obviously, but metaphorically and in my mind. And what that means is that once the technique has been done, I will act towards the chocolate as if it were the dog poo. And I'll tell you now, there isn't any reason I would ever, ever, ever put dog poo in my mouth. And that's how it works. Now, let's put it in a different context. I told you that, you know, it's useful for other things. Well, I remember working with a coaching client once who had lost his interest in the gym. He desperately needed to train, but just couldn't bear going in the gym. So I said to him, okay, so give me an example of something that you really like doing. He said, I love spending time with my little sister. So I was like, brilliant. So what we did was we took the internal representation for the gym and pulled out the coding and the internal representation of him spending time with his younger sister and pulled out the coding. And I took the coding of the love of him spending time with his his younger sister and I mapped that onto the gym. So he loved going to the gym and absolutely had no problem afterwards. Uh, Phone calls is another time that I've used it. So I remember working with a small business owner and she had just set up her business. It was petrified of making phone calls to the point that she had hired somebody to make her sales calls for her. So she didn't have to do it. And she knew how silly that sounded as she said it. Well, no bother. Because what I did was said to her, you don't like making phone calls. I get it. Tell me about something that you really like doing. And I think for her, it was gardening. I can't quite remember. So I take the coding for making sales calls and I take the coding for doing the gardening and I map the gardening coding onto the phone calls and she picked the phone up straight away and made a phone call. No bother at all. As if it had never even caused her a problem in the past. So this is the kind of power of the mapping across process when you can help people change the coding change the meaning, and therefore positively impact their behaviours and their outcomes. Now, I'd like to introduce you to Julian. Now, Julian absolutely loved Haribo. Haribo being those small, chewy sweets, obviously other brands are available. Um, But Haribo sweets he wanted to get rid of. And he brought them into the training room. And oh my, did he love them. Like he sat there and he munched on them and he said they were wonderful and like he couldn't get enough of them. And after we had tested it, I took the Haribo off him and I hid them out of sight while we did the technique. Now, Julian decided that the thing he found very revolting was dog vomit, a particular type of dog vomit, which you'll hear shortly. And so let's pick up with Julian in the training room so that you can hear what happened. So Laura successfully managed to change uh, a like from the Haribo uh, sweets into a dislike uh, through association with liquefied dog vomit. 
When you think of watery, bilious, frothy dog vomit, do you have a picture? Yeah. Good, put your hand where the picture is. When you think of Haribo, do you have a picture? Yes. Good, black and white or colour? Colour. Near or far? Near. Bright or dim? Bright. Good, put your hand where the location of the picture is. Okay, good. Are there any feelings that are important? Give me a name for the feelings. Satisfaction. Okay, what's the location of the feeling? Stomach. Size? Huge. Clear the screen, open the eyes. Aren't you glad we go quick? <laughs> so I've literally gone all the way down through both sets and literally for the whole list, I've just marked off anything that's different. I'm now going to do is I'm going to set about making the like so that it's like the dislike. Make the size of the picture huge. Make it so that you can see yourself in the picture. Make it so it's panoramic. And when I click my fingers, you will seal that picture in. And now you can clear the screen and open your eyes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm impressed, I'm impressed. So, do you fancy any Haribo? No, I really don't fancy Haribo. No? No. I didn't know whether it would actually work or not, but it worked very successfully. I now feel very nauseous. <laughs> don't think I ever want to see a Haribo again in my life. Seriously, that now feels like that's all melted into a congealed mass and I'm picking it up with kitchen roll and yeah, no. <laughs> I don't wish to torment you, but don't fancy Harry wow. then. No. I'm quite astounded to be honest with you. I wasn't kind of expecting that change to happen so quickly. So that was a bit of a revelation. Isn't change easy? That is like you're eating my dog's vomit <laughs> in a Haribo format. Mm. A really good tool to use, I think, in the future as well. We've turned that completely on the head where you can see there is no way Julian is going to be putting Haribo anywhere near that mouth anytime soon. That was great fun. And we've used that technique so many times. Now, what I'd like to do now as an extra bonus for you was the students came in the following morning into the training room after we had done this technique with them all. And they had a discussion about the difference they had noticed overnight. So this is about the impact and the speed at which we help people. So that night they went home and let's cut back to the training room the morning after as they all had come in. I want you just to hear what they were talking about. But when I went up and down the food aisle, uh, particularly looking at the chocolate, I just wasn't drawn to it. You were like, take the Haribos away. It's still there. <laughs> yeah. I did the toast this morning, yeah. but just the grin across my face, I could hear a reversing bin lorry, just buttering toast. Like. <laughs> so that every time I'm buttering bread now, it'll just be beep, beep, beep. beep. Yeah, I didn't really notice them at all. There was no, because sometimes I hesitate by them. Mm, 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 but I didn't hesitate at all this morning. I just went straight past them. Yeah. I would normally notice it absolutely everywhere. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, well, I didn't see any chocolate at all. I didn't even notice it or have a desire um, to buy any. I'd normally pick it up as part of like lunch. So. Yeah. so the fact you saw cat litter is your unconscious mind going, don't go there. You know, even though you know full well it wasn't, that's, that's the immediate reaction. It's like the wall buttons bread and the beeping lorry. You know that bread doesn't beep, but yet your unconscious mind is just giving you that little reminder that's just like, no, I don't think you want to be doing that. 
cool. I'm so glad you got to hear that discussion. It was great to hear them the following morning talking about what had happened to them overnight. This stuff really does change lives and I'm so glad to have been able to share it with you. Thank you for listening. I really hope that you've enjoyed today hearing about this technique and also the students' experience of it. If you've liked the episode, please share it. Remember to subscribe and leave us a review. Maybe tell a friend about it. Maybe they'd be interested too. So thanks again for listening and I look forward to welcoming you onto episode seven. Take care.